as you know, we're so blessed to have Pastor Paul and Wendy uh, here, and, and Pastor Paul is so in touch with the Lord. He, as you know, we get great messages every single week that we can take with us, and we thank him for that. Uh, thank for the diligence that you put in in knowing the Lord and staying in touch with the Lord and what you pour into our soul. It's very meaningful. And uh, I think it would be good to, for us to really give Pastor Paul uh, a round of applause right now just to show him how much we love him. You can see he doesn't really like that, but anyways, uh, we love him. And uh, so uh, for the next 45 minutes or so, we have some really special things from people that go to your, are in your congregation that want to share things with you, and they're all from the heart. And uh, we just hope that it's a real blessing for, for you all. And uh, Phil, where is, oh, Phil. Also, let's give a round of applause for Phil. Uh, Phil's had some great messages here for us in the past, and of course he leads us in our praise and worship, and we want to recognize you also for the, all that you've given for our church and all that you're going to give in the future. We just thank you so much. We love you. Uh, I have one other thing. Uh, I would like to uh, offer... One of the praise, uh, promises that the Lord gives us in the Bible that has always meant so much to me, uh, I would like to offer it to Pastor Paul also. And I know that Pastor Paul already receives this uh, blessing. But um, it says, the, you know, this is uh, Isaiah 58, 11. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. And you will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. And I just, I just ask that the Lord will abundantly make you that well-watered garden and allow you to stand for him in everything that you do and allow you to have the strength to go on in spite of anything that may come your way. And in doing so, our church will be the same way. We'll be as strong as we can possibly be. We need a great leader, and we have one in Pastor Paul in his connection with the Lord. Thank you. I'd just like to uh, say that it's been an honor and a privilege to be a part of this church and to be under the leadership of Paul. And I can call him my friend, my neighbor, but most of all, my pastor. And we love you, not only you, your wife and your children, your family. And he's meant a lot, not only to me, but I know he's meant to a lot to every one of you. And he's touched each one of you in a special way through his word, through his message, text, or whatever it might be. So today is a day that we're going to honor this man here, where honor is due, Paul. I look around this room, and I'm about to bust. There are so many stories here in this room, and Pastor Paul and Wendy have had such an impact on those stories. I mean, recent stories, as well as stories from the past. And I am so thankful that I'm able to serve under you guys. It's an incredible honor. 
Not that you're better than Jesus. Okay? Because he ain't. But he's an honorable man, and, and, and we are privileged to share that today together with him because God said, I don't share my glory with anybody. So he don't get glory. He just gets a little honor, okay? Thank you all for being here. We've got a great day planned. This is going to be awesome. I love you, Paul. I love you, Wendy. Thank you. Well, we have quite a number of people who have volunteered today to really share their talents and their testimonies. And one of those people is Eugene. Eugene, come on up here. Uh, Eugene is going to be our MC for today, so he's going to kind of walk us through, and he's going to call you forward as it's your turn to uh, come up and uh, provide whatever that you want to provide. So, Eugene, there you go. How's everybody doing this morning? Let's give, let's give Pastor Paul and Miss Wendy another round of applause. Glory to God. Yeah, y'all got to watch out for me. I'm like a fireball. Yo, this, this church is on fire. I'm going to let y'all know y'all are on fire in this place. Pastor Paul, you have a fired up ministry and a fired up group of people in this church. Uh, I just want to say, you know, I know the word talks about honoring your mother and your father. You know, I know that you're not my biological parents, but I give credit when credit is due. And you're all like my spiritual parents. Um, it is wonderful to uh, be at this ministry and to be at your church and to uh, allow you to just implant your word and, and, and the things that God has placed in your life into my life. You and Miss Wendy and in my wife's life, you are so much um, in our hearts and, and your vision and your ministry is in our hearts and we are here to support you in every way we can and we just love you and we just thank you and that's for me and my wife both. So let's get started. We're going to um, allow some things to take place here tonight, I mean this morning and y'all going to enjoy yourselves. Y'all going to have a wonderful time with the festivities and everything. Uh, right now we're going to have the Gathering Girls dance team to come up and uh, give us a dance selection. So let's give them a round of applause and come on up.
Right now, we're going to have Thomas Covington to come and give us a testimony and some words of encouragement to Pastor Paul and Miss Wendy. Amen. Give him a round of applause. Thanks, Good morning. Hey, Paul. Uh, this will be my first ever testimony, so bear with me. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess the best thing to do is start off with my past. Um, I've struggled with my faith. Uh, I've been mad at God for a long time. Um, in 2005, I was uh, under the influence and was driving, and I was in a car wreck. And because of that I was driving, I lost my best friend. And that was very tough on me, and having to understand that, you know, maybe it was his time to go, and God used me to make that happen was very tough for me to deal with. Uh, my life has not been no means good from that point up until not too long ago. Uh, Kenny Pace right here, or Galloway, excuse me. Uh, he came, came to me and told me, he's like, you need to come to church with me. I was like, well, you know, church really isn't my thing, and it's not something I'm really interested in doing. So I just come one time. It's a really good group of people. I was like, well, because I love you, dude, I guess I'll come. And luckily it was, I'm not sure what was going on, but where was food? So... I was like, yeah, all right, I can do this. Um, so I came, and Paul preached a really good message that day, and it really it really touched me, so I was like, okay, I want to keep coming back. And through coming back, I have grown so much 
and I've learned so much from you that I realize my life hasn't been right and I, it has caused me to take a leap of faith and trust in God and all of you as my new family and I really appreciate all that you have done um, what really touches me the most is you know I, I live a ex extravagant lifestyle uh, I'm very I'm very strong on my faith but I mean I do I train to fight and I had a really big tournament yesterday, and you know I was standing there with my headphones on, getting getting ready, and you know I was just you know, there's so many people there. I was extremely nervous, like I am right now. Can't tell I'm shaking. Um, and I, I, just, I just looked around, and then here comes Paul walking up to me, and I was like, you know, "There's my pastor, you know," and he's like, "You know, I'm here to support you, and I want to pray with you." You know, you have no idea what that did for me. Even though I, I, I got submitted yesterday and it just it didn't go the way I planned, it was a great success. It was a win to me just because you showed up and did what you did for me. That means everything to me. Um, from this day forward and for the future up to come, I mean, I plan to be right here beside you, listening and growing with you and learning as much as I can because, I mean, you're, you're like the most amazing person I've ever met in my life. And... I'm truly grateful for you, and I love you, dude. Amen. Wow. We'll have another person to come up. We're going to have Randy to come up. And um, he's back. Let's give him a round of applause. Amen. All right. My name's Randy Taylor. I am a true son of God, and Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And I first thing I, I want to thank you all uh, for keeping me in your thoughts and prayers while I've been away, uh, working out of town. The prayers of a, a righteous person are powerful and effective, and and it and it and it, the Spirit was on me always. I was able to overcome because of that. The accountability, uh, the staying in touch with me uh, helped me to stay obedient and remain obedient to God and stay sober. Uh, six, about, I was six months sober, and Paul, I had did a little testimony here, and the evil one was on me. I didn't want to do it. I call on Sunday morning. I was feeling sick. Uh, cold, shaking, sweaty. I'm like, I don't think I want to do this. Well, I was like, well, we'd, we'd really like you, but if you really, you know, maybe some other time. Well, I ended up coming in and, and did it. But what I remember the most about that was Paul said, you know, the next time we hear from this guy, he's going to be 12 months sober, and then it'll be two years, and then it'll be five and ten. And, and, and guess what's happened? But I keep coming back here. I'm 13 months sober. Yeah. Amen. All right. And uh, uh, the seeds that have been planted here, and the, the you talk about food, it's good food, but that, that, that spiritual nourishment that I get here, and you want to talk about a place on fire, it is a bonfire in here. But when I walk out now, I'm a torch. And I walk around now. Yeah, I'm a torch now. Everywhere I go, it's light, life, and love. Everything I touch, 
is light, life, and love. That's our code. Jesus gave it to me. And I was a walking dead man. And, and he raised me. And uh, uh, that's it. And, and now I, my prayers are powerful and effective. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Yes. And it's one of my favorite things to do. Is, is the, most, the, the best thing you can do for anybody is pray for them. And I absolutely love it. Uh, I, I can sit, I really, I still don't feel like I'm even really doing what has happened to me, the rebirth here, justice. I, I can feel like I could sit here for five hours just talking about what has happened to me in the past 13 months, and I still wouldn't be able to really describe the love that God has given me, the, the love from the people, the forgiveness I live in. It's not condemnation, it's reconciliation. Um, it's not judgment, it's mercy, you know, acceptance, uh, love, uh, faith is what has happened to me, you know, and I just keep coming back, kept coming back. Because when I walked in this place, I lived in a lot of darkness, and I thought I was okay. That's how tricky that evil one is. I really did. I thought I was okay. And uh, I was so far from God, I, I can't even, I mean, far, far away. But something kept drawing me here. That was God and you people, Paul. I, I, I just, just kept drawing me until the miracle happened. It happened. And, and again, I, I love you all. Uh, I, I pray for you all uh, uh, constantly. And uh, thank you for letting me share this. And let's have a good time. Amen. Wow. Yeah, I have to say, man, that uh, this ministry is gathering the harvest, and there's plenty more out there. Uh, we're going to um, have Jerry Zunino. Zunino. Did I say it right? Jerry Zunino. I've been trying to practice that last name for the, three, for the past couple of three days, for the past three days. Um, we're gonna, he's going to give a testimony. Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's going to. He's going to play. Yeah, he's going to play a music selection. He's going to play a music selection. Amen. song, but before I play it, I want to tell you a little bit about myself and about why I chose this song. Um, before I was saved, I um, I didn't know how to handle a lot of my sadness and pain and anger and stuff like that, so maybe I took it out on the wrong places and the wrong people, and then I was never really interested in music. I listened to it, but I never wanted to play it, and um, and I think God just brought this into my life. That every time I would go to a really dark place, I, I would just pick up the guitar and start playing, and it would soothe me, and then the, the one name, the one prayer that came out while I was singing was Jesus, and was God, and was Lord, and I would always have these 
these worship sessions by myself in the dark in my room when I was just feeling really low and feeling really bad about what I've done and about my past, but after it was all done, I just felt light again, and I just felt like the weight was lifted and it was gone, and I had just spilled it out for God, like just thrown everything out, and this song that I chose reminds me a lot about the church, about this church, and about me in a way. You look back on where you came from and where you started, and it just started out just a small town, just a small person, and then you start doing these great things and then start worshiping a great God and things just turn around. And you think about where where Paul and Wendy came from and then you hear the story about the gathering and how it got started and just how it's becoming this great thing. And it's just touching lives everywhere. So that's why I want to share this song with you. Shadows of greatness, yeah, it's the story of a small town. We wore the colors of our favorite little letdowns. The lies we told were never much, but who could keep track? Enough that we all left the fire and never looked back. The tyrant kings, we had everything. Still I'm feeling like a vagrant in my hometown, just like an awkward conversation. All of this work and I ain't seeing any wages. I ain't gonna stop until I do. Times are not so on your love or who you let down. We're chasing something big our parents never tracked down. And the hardest part is looking back and making sense of the humble trials and troubled times of where you came from. The tyrant king. We had everything Still I'm feeling like a vagrant In my hometown Just like an awkward conversation All of this work And I ain't seen any wages I ain't gonna stop until I do Like a fortune when we waste it. Come on, let me spend my time with you.
Like Tyrant King We had everything Still we run to you We like Tyrant Kings We had everything Still we run to you We were like Tyrant Kings We had everything Still we run I'm feeling like a vagrant Lost in a world where no one thinks that we can make it Don't you know time is like a fortune When we waste it Come on, let me spend my time with you Yeah, I'm feeling like a vagrant In my hometown just like an awkward conversation all of this work and I ain't seeing any wages I ain't gonna stop until I do Whoa. Shadows of greatness, yes, yeah, the story of a small town We wore the colors of our favorite little letdown Yeah. I like that, Jerry. Thank you. Let's give Jerry another round of applause. Pastor Boy, you and Miss Wendy have such a powerful impact in the lives of others. You are raising up men and women and allowing them to be leaders. We have Doug Carpenter, who is a community group leader. He's going to come up and uh, give some words of encouragement. Your testimony. Good morning, everybody. I'm Doug Carpenter, and for uh, the people that know me, uh, I'm not a fan of speaking in front of people at all. But I uh, knew this day was going to come where I was going to get up and get my testimony. And, you know, I feel as a believer, you know. It's important to like give your testimony because it helps other people. So uh, I grew up here in Albemarle, uh, going to a Baptist church, and uh, yeah. Uh, so it kind of stuck with me, you know, growing up, and uh, yeah, my mom would make me get up and go to church on Sundays and I was in the choir and you know but you know when you get older you kind of like fade away from it so when I got older I stopped going to church and you know got into a lot of things that you know young people get into so I had gotten some trouble and um, they sent me to Minnesota and in Minnesota I was working for my dad, and um, it was uh, going slow at his business, and it was a Bible sitting on the desk, and uh, I remember just, like, reading that Bible, and, like, I grew up, and I always read the Bible, but, like, that time, it kind of, like, stuck with me, everything I was reading, and when I was up in Minnesota, I found out that, you know, I was having a kid, 
And like right there, you know, I knew that I needed change. And you know, that's when God like really started speaking to me and you know, just telling me that, you know, I need him in my life so I accepted Christ. And like when I first accepted Christ, like I was really on fire, you know, reading the Bible every day and you know, listening to Christian music and like God was really, I just felt God really speaking to me and uh, and I remember my baby mama told me that she was going to have the baby down here. So I ended up moving back to North Carolina and getting into like the same stuff that, you know, I got, I was getting into before, but then I kind of like, you know, I was doing the same things that I was doing before I got saved, but you know, like it kind of ate away at my conscience more. And uh, I just remember, you know, talking to God, praying to God, and asking him, like, what's my purpose in life? And he showed me that, you know, it was working with young people because, like, I totally can identify with the things that young people do go through in life. And, like, I totally can relate to them. And, you know, I kept on asking God, like, to show me a sign and give me a way up out of the life that I had went back to. And that's uh, when I met Paul. I actually met him online. And, uh, you know, it says a lot about a person who can, like, take time out of they, their life to help somebody else out. And uh, me and Paul started meeting here on, uh, I believe it was Thursdays to read the Bible and, you know, just talk about, like, a whole bunch of different things. And uh, I remember him telling me uh, that him, he was going to start a church on his own because he was at First Assembly. And uh, just uh, he wanted me to come. And, like, uh, I remember just you know thinking like if you know I start going if I start coming to church that I have to lose a lot of my friends but one thing that happened is when I start coming to church like a lot of my friends start coming with me and you know that's pretty awesome <laughs> I didn't have to give up my friends but uh yeah I just want to say thank you Paul for you know just you know lighting that fire up in me and like just you know give me a just give me a purpose you know like I'm leading a, a youth group right now and it's all thanks to this church so thank you Paul and I love you for that Amen Thank you Doug uh, We're going to have LeBron to come up and um, share some words of encouragement Let's give LeBron a hand of applause. How's everyone doing today? Uh, just to let you guys know, this is my first ever testimony. I'm nervous. This is getting to come from the heart, so please bear with me. But um, let's see. For the past, well, from 2007 until January of 2012, 
Um, my life was just inside the world, I mean, out in the world. I had no idea what was going on. I was trying to make myself become something, and it just wasn't happening. I tried college, and of course, you know, everyone goes to college and party, so that didn't work out. So I came home, tried to figure out another plan. I ended up going to the Air Force, and whenever I went, I seen how it made my parents, and everyone around proud. And once I got there, I did not know how to handle it. I started doing things that I've never done before and living a life for pretty much nothing, the way it seems. And um, on April 21st, 2010, I received a DUI for driving under influence, and my career was on the verge of ending. And once that happened, I didn't know what to do. Christ wasn't an option because, I mean, I never really looked at it that way. I've grown up in church and, you know, think, well, pretty much just forgot all about it, not even thinking about it. And once I got that DUI, I realized a lot of things, and I remember laying in my bed, and I was sick for almost two weeks. I don't know what was wrong with me. The doctors couldn't tell me anything. I just laid there, and I remember praying to myself or praying to God that, I wanted to change. I wanted to meet him. I don't know where it came from. It just popped in my head. And after that, all kinds of bad things started happening. Like, I was getting blamed for petty stuff at work and it was adding up with paperwork. Now my career was really at its edge. It was really close to being gone. And finally one day, I think it was August 27th of 2010, I got a knock on my door and one of my friends handed me a letter and it said, I have to be off base by 3.30. And it was 11 o'clock in the morning. So that whole time I'm packing my things up. I have no idea where I'm gonna go. I have a three month old daughter that I've never met before. I don't know how I'm gonna support her. And I just went with it. I came home, seen my parents, something still wasn't right. I went to this hole, I fell back into a deeper hole where I was drinking and smoking and rebelling and everything. I couldn't figure out what was going on in my life. And I mean, things just continued to happen. And I remember one day, Doug, it was me, Doug, and Dwayne sitting in the car and we were just talking about things and we started talking about the right things to do and the positive things we could do. And Doug thought of a this brilliant idea saying the real world and how we will, you know, try to help kids out, try to do anything positive we can because we also need a change. So we talked about it and time went by. We would always mention it. And I remember one day Doug said, you know what guys, we need to go meet this guy named Paul. And my first reaction was no, I'm not gonna go meet this guy named Paul. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> so I just kind of let that slide on and then, you know, I started thinking about it more and I was like, you know, I really want to change, I really want to do this. A week or two later, Doug would come up, I'm serious guys, we really just need to go meet Paul, he's not a bad guy, you know, I mean, trust me, it'll be okay. Finally, we finally came in here, I think it was the first Sunday of this year and I've been back almost, well, any Sunday that I can make it, I'm here and I just want to say, I appreciate everything you've taught, taught Doug and taught me, taught everyone in here to also come teach me. And without, without you teaching me that, I have no idea where I'd be right now. 
And I just want to thank you for it. And I also want to thank the gathering. This is the most awesome church I've ever been to before in my life. I feel like I can come in here and be myself. I'm doing my first testimony here, so I always remember this. But once again, thank you. Thank you, LeBron. Yeah, man, this 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 is a ministry where you just can be yourself. You can just come in. You don't have to have no form or fashion or anything. You can just come and just be yourself and just allow the word of God that come through Pastor Paul to make a powerful impact in your life. And also, Miss Wendy, she has a powerful impact in the lives of others also, the women and the young girls here. Uh, break, 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 break. Now, did y'all hear what LeBron said just a second ago about the realer world? Did y'all hear that? Now, y'all got to check that out, okay? And, and they do it for the sheeple? I like that, too. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm 53, and I don't have too good a tan. So rap wasn't right exactly my favorite first choice of music. But you need to go to his Facebook page. Is it on yours, or do you have one for a realer world now? Okay, Doug's Facebook page. Go check that out. Listen to the songs. They are absolutely incredible. Okay. I just wanted to jump that in because it kind of went by. Next. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, We're going to have a music selection from Ashley Braswell. Here she comes. Let's give Ashley Braswell a round of applause. Thanks, I'm nervous and I can't do two things at one time. <laughs> okay. Make sure I'm tripping. Um, first of all, I just want to thank God that we're all in here and not in our houses covered in pillows because there's a hurricane just hours away off the coast. And that just amazed me that just one little slight direction, we'd just be Hugo all over again. I'm just so thankful that we're here. Second of all, I want to thank you for being such so transparent in your messages. It's really easy to take home what you, you teach us every week. And the way you come through is just very understandable. And you're not judgmental. And like he said, it's very comfortable in here. And um, as far as my testimony, I don't have a dramatic, you know, life-changing event. I've just been very blessed. And I thank God for that. But I have definitely seen him in my life. I've had sickness and that you've needed like to have to go to the doctor and get a bacterial, and, you know, that kind of thing, antibiotics, and have been prayed for and within an hour been healed. And I've seen an illness that they say has no cure at all, and I've seen it been healed. So I can definitely see him in my life, and I'm just so thankful for him. And I know that... Whatever we do, whatever we say, how far we go, we can always be right in the palm of his hand as soon as we just just ask him. And it's so amazing to me that he's just right there all the time. And um, So when I got asked to sing, it was kind of hard for me to choose a song because it's kind of like picking a star out of the sky because I love music. And so I started reading. And um, 
this verse just popped out, and I had to read it with you because it just kind of smacked me in the face. And a song immediately came to me, and so I'm going to share it with you because there's no way I could memorize it as nervous as I am. Um, it's Colossians 2. It says, Christ is supreme. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. And he made the things we can see and the things we can't see, the thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything, and he holds all of creation together. He's the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, the supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he's the first in everything. For God in all of his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and in earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes me, who was once far away from God. You were his enemy, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. But now he's reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. And he's brought you into his, brought you into his own presence. And you are now holy and blameless as you can stand before him without a single fault. That just touches me because... I'm the worst one out of anybody. We're all, you know, sinners, but all we have to do is just pray to him. And he's just right there with his Holy Spirit. So with when I read that, it just, I just got an instant song. And I don't have any music, so if y'all want to sing with me, you can. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm nervous. <coughs> I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. How marvelous! How wonderful in my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. He took my sins and my sorrows and he made them his very own he bore the burden to calvary and suffered and died alone how marvelous how wonderful and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. And with the ransomed in glory, his face I at last shall see. It will be my joy through the ages. 
to sing of his love for me. I'm singing how marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Amen. Wow. Thank you very much, Ashley. We're going to have a testimony from Ed Kipp. Let's give Ed Kipper a round of applause. Thank you. That was wonderful, Ashley. Thank you. Uh, I guess I can summarize the first 40 years of my life by saying I always said and thought and lived that church was a necessary evil. And, of course, that created quite a bit of conflict inside and it took a man, not Paul, uh, evangelist, uh, Terrence Rose, who had come to town, and he was able to give me resolution, comfort. He was making me understand what really what I was rebelling against wasn't God. I mean, God wants the church, but religion. The old temple used to have this huge, thick curtain in it, and when Christ died on the cross, that curtain was rendered, it was torn apart, because it was separating us from God. Once Christ died, that was torn apart so we would have access. And it always felt to me that church forevermore, buildings, leaders, were trying to build that curtain back and separate us with this heavy layer of crap and stuff. And it was fake. And you'd go to church, and it wasn't real. You really didn't feel like God was even there sometimes, most of the time. And so I had a lot of this turmoil inside, and Terrence Rose was the person who was able to give me some resolution with that. Since that time, that was the biggest barometer I have with going to churches. Um, some of them, as soon as you walk right in, you can just feel it. And others, uh, like my first time here, you can feel the opposite. Um, beside the fact that I got coffee, beside the fact Nehemiah gave me this great free shirt, no, no church ever gave me a free shirt before. <laughs> um, this is real. Yeah, I, I felt a sense that there is no heavy layer of crap and stuff here. That you know, we have real people who really want God, and they don't want all that religious stuff. So that's what's attracted me to keep coming back. You know, ever since that first time, you know, I feel you know, a difference here than probably any church setting that I've ever been into before. And I you know, thank you that, for that, Paul. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, sir. Uh, right now, we're going to have a video selection by Ruth and Caitlin. Hey, everybody. 
I really wish I could have been there with you all today to celebrate and worship this morning. But since I can't be there, I still wanted to be able to share my thoughts and feelings with you guys. I've always had a good sense of faith and religion, but I never really had church. I attended different churches and tried to get as much as I could out of them, but I never truly felt at home. About a year ago, my mom, my brother, and I began attending the gathering. We would go a couple Sundays in a row, and then something would usually come up, and we wouldn't be able to make the next Sunday. Normally, I would have welcomed a Sunday to sleep in, but I began feeling this hunger and desire for church. Of course, I wanted to be in church to worship Jesus, but I also really wanted to be around the people. I wanted to hear Pastor Paul teach. I wanted to learn as much as I could. For once, I found myself truly wanting to be at church. I finally felt at home. Now, a year later, the people in this church have become my family. The church has become my spiritual home. I feel so safe, so, so comfortable, and so welcome here, thanks to all of you, and especially thanks to Pastor Paul. I feel so incredibly blessed to be a part of this church and to know all of you. Most of all, I feel so blessed to be led in my worship of Jesus by Paul. So on this day of pastor appreciation, I want my pastor to know how blessed I feel to have him in my life. I hope you all have a great Sunday and a great week ahead. And hey, Pastor Paul, go Cam. Well, that was nice. I just wanted to say I feel very blessed that once upon a time, a little more than a year ago, Jay came to me while I was having coffee in the coffee shop and said, you need to come to church here. This young man that we have now, he's incredible. You're going to get something out of it. I thought to myself, when I, since I moved here, I'd been invited to so many churches and never really felt filled or fed by any of them until I came here. So, hey, thanks, Paul. Thanks, Wendy, for supporting him and loving him, which might sometimes be difficult. And thanks to your kids. You're a great family. You're an excellent pastor. And we love being a part of the gathering family. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. Don't eat too much. Amen. We have a testimony by Laura Smart. Everybody else, this is my first time in front of um, half a million people. Um, this isn't really about me. It's about the way that this church has just grown beyond leaps and bounds. A few weeks ago, I'm on my way to church. I live in Kannapolis, so I come down 52. And I just happened to notice some cars pulling out of Pfeiffer, just because it's there. Well, it's three cars. So I get to the light in Richfield, and I'm like, gosh, these cars are still behind me. I'm like, you know, it'd be really cool if I had a sticker on the back of my car that said, follow me to the gathering. <laughs> you know, maybe they would come, maybe they wouldn't. So we get all the red lights, and I get down here to this light, and all three cars turn behind me. And I'm like, wow. So I park in the back, come around front, and all these kids, probably 10 or 12 that day, come out of these cars. And I'm just thinking... You know, I hope 
that one day I have the problem that I have to bring extra cars to church because there's so many people who want to come. So that being said, I do come by there. So if anybody needs a ride, I'll be glad to pick you up. But that's so amazing in that age group that there's so much fire going on in this town. And so thank you for that. And anybody else needs a ride, I'll pick you up too. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Laura. We're going to have another testimony by Cassie. Casey, my bad. I've been practicing. I've been trying to practice the last name. I'm not going to. Howie. Yeah. Howie. 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 I got to think about Howie Mandela. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So I sent this to Paul about a week before my baptism, and he said that he really liked it, so I thought I would share it again. Okay? So it goes like this. First of all, let me say that I have never actually put these thoughts into sentences. The subject is fresh, and though the testimony is, of course, one of victory and worth celebrating, it's a sad story nonetheless, and once caused me much pain a very short time ago. I had always considered myself a Christian, though my parents had chosen not to baptize me as a child, and we did not belong to any church. My dad raised me telling me the basic Bible stories, Noah's Ark, Moses parts the Red Sea, David and Goliath, even Cain and Abel to deter me from beating up my little sister. I was conscious that God was omnipresent and watching my every move, and my sister and I routinely said our now I lay me down to sleeps before bedtime. Growing up, I thought this would be enough to get me into heaven. Where I was led most astray was in my choice to commit to a relationship with an atheist boy, Tim, when I was only 15. He was raised by a mother who was a self-proclaimed witch who who practiced Wiccan as a form of worship. Worship of what, I'm still unsure. My mother had worked very hard to instill in my sister and me the importance of accepting everyone and being reluctant to judge others and so on from a very young age, so I th thought nothing of this lifestyle choice and I simply gave him the benefit of the doubt. At 22, I now realize that I do this with people to a fault and it's something I continue to work on. My relationship with Tim grew into something fantastic, and years later I felt certain I had met the man I would marry. Tim knew I considered myself a Christian, and over the years he would ask that I pray for him, as if I had the inside scoop with God or something. And he became curious about the act of prayer and stories from the Bible that I would often reference. I closed my ears to any and all warnings about our differing religious opinions, and when I was 19, I agreed to marry him. After all, he was at least curious. Certainly I was breaking him in, breaking him in inch by inch. Sometime in mid-March, two months before we would say our I do's, Tim ended our six-year relationship. I don't love you the way a husband should, was all he had to say. So I kissed him on the cheek and walked out the door without an ounce of pride left to speak of. I spent the first seven days or so drinking a bottle of wine in the evening when I returned home from work. I had never drank like this in my life, prior or since. It made the hysteria worse at first, but always put me into a dead sleep, which is exactly what I wanted. I didn't curse God so much for my failed relationship as I did for the fact that I was now faced with a bitter reality. My chance at being a mother was now farther away than it had ever been before, and for that I was crushed. But there was a very bright light shining down onto my circumstances that would change my life forever. In the midst of what was an unbearable sadness, my mother talked me into going to a Bible study with her. I didn't even make it through the introductions before I was bawling and instantly wrapped in love by these strangers. Not only that, but these strangers had been praying for me all along, and to this day, discovering that someone I know very little of speaks my name during their time of prayer touches me in a way I can't put into words. The Bible study led to trying a new church the following Sunday. 
The topic was genuine relationships. This message was unlike anything I'd ever heard. This was a life class with its, root, its, with its roots in God and its proof in the Bible. This man was talking to me. I went through the entire service. I continued the Bible studies with my mom, and I thought those women might come to expect to see me in tears at every meeting. But that's not what they thought at all. You see, they knew God so much better than I, and they knew I would be delivered from this. And with their help, God's unfailing love, and the help of Pastor Paul, I was changed. I began catching myself praying all throughout the day instead of just before bed. I was listening to Paul share the word and taking notes and putting pieces together. I will never forget taking my dog to the vet and running into a hysterical woman crying over the loss of her cancer-ridden dog. And as if I had done this a hundred times, I asked if I could pray with her and her husband. What? Not long after I was leaving a restaurant, I spotted a woman eating by herself. Without hesitation, I anonymously paid for her this woman's meal and asked that the waiter simply tell the woman that someone wanted to bless her. What? I can barely afford my own. One Sunday in church, Paul asked that those who were in need of prayer raise their hand. Without consulting my own free will, I all but ran to my new friend. What? Me? But God, I barely know how to pray for myself. This friend hadn't even raised his hand, but as I prayed with him, he wept and later told me that he and his family were, in fact, in need of desperate prayer. Weeks later, a friend told me to pick up a book by a religious author, Francine Rivers. I left work and went straight to the bookstore to purchase it, not sure why. It wasn't until nearly the end of the book and a certain passage that I realized God was teaching me something monumental for my healing. God was telling me through this book that I had worshipped the wrong one for long enough. I really had worshipped Tim. I even recall a biblical reference where I had jokingly told people that Tim walked on water and could do no wrong. I claimed he was my rock and saved me daily and nothing, not even church, kept me from spending time with him. I had worshipped the wrong one for long enough. I now find myself thinking of God hourly in some way. I worship him more often than Sunday mornings. When he speaks, I can finally hear and obey. Most importantly, I thank God for saving me from a marriage that was anything but equally yoked. In confessing my thanks, I remember that I am on this earth to serve him only, to obey his commandments and spread his holy word. If the Lord asks me to do this without a husband, I will do so gladly. But as I walk through life as a strong, proud woman of God, I make it a prerequisite that any man I let into my life be a man who not only confesses his love for the Lord, but makes it known to the world through his actions. I'm excited and in love with God and my church family that guides me on the right path to becoming a better Christian daily. I'm so looking forward to baptism and participating in communion and sealing this relationship that I have begun with Christ. And by his hands, I was changed. Blessings abound at Casey. Thank you, Casey. Thank you very much. Wow. Uh, we, we're going to have another testimony selection by uh, Michael. Uh, he has been the wonderful music and uh, video technician that uh, Paul loves so much. And uh, here's Michael. Hey, guys. How's it going? I've got a... I'm going to speak on somebody's behalf here. Um, first, I'm going to go ahead and give his testimony. Uh, y'all, Most of y'all probably don't know Tim. He's only been here once or twice. Not not the same Tim. No, not the same Tim. Uh, my, the Tim I told y'all about last Sunday. <laughs> he um, He's only been here once or twice, but uh, he, I talked to him the other day, and he said that every time he's been here, he's gotten something from you, Paul. And... Uh, I can't 
tell you that without telling you what he's doing again. I told you all last week the numbers he gave me. And he gave me more numbers. They are up to, let's see, 1,800 people have visited their program. 1,137 have received Christ. And they still have four more. They still have, I think, today, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, up till Halloween. So there's that. And, um, and I'm sure he would want me to tell you thank you for all you've done for him. Um, as for my testimony, I'm just going to go back a couple years. A couple years ago, I was, uh, I was engaged. And like Casey, I worshipped the wrong one. And I fell away from God. And after I ended that relationship, I proceeded to get back towards God, but nowhere near where I had been. And I remember telling him, it was the first day of Monday classes. I went home that night and told my friend Sandra, I need God to give me something to kick me in the butt and get me in a church. The next day was the first day of Tuesday classes. For you college kids, you know that means you go to you go to class. They read the syllabus. You're gone. And we left our class at 9 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. And my friend Chase said, "Hey, let's go get coffee." So we come up here, and Paul and the rest of the youth pastors just happened to be up here meeting. And that day, Paul asked me to come to the gathering. He asked me to play for the aftershock youth rally he had done. So the next day, God gave me my, where I was supposed to be, and that was right here. And ever since, I have felt myself growing in leaps and bounds because of you and what you do. I actually remember a conversation I had with Christian. Um, you, Paul, you are exactly where you are supposed to be. You are anointed in this. I don't think I've ever seen a man who has as much passion for his community as I've, as I've seen in you. We just th- want to thank you. Amen. Thank you, Michael. That leads me to this point here. Those that are standing, please remain standing. And everybody else, can y'all please stand for me, please? Except for Pastor Paul and Miss Wendy. I want you to look around you, man. And Miss Wendy, I want y'all to look. I want y'all to look around. Y'all talk about bearing fruit. This is your fruit that has been bearing for you. Each and every person here is going to bear more fruit because it comes through what God has placed in your heart and you're placing it in each and every one of us. Amen? I want to say thank, thank, thank you for standing. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted them to see how much fruit they are bearing. And it's wonderful for a, a pastor and his wife to see how much fruit they are bearing because sometimes, you know, they really... It doesn't really hit them like that sometimes. You know, sometimes they get discouraged, so we got to keep them lifted up. Amen? Uh, right now, we're going to have a testimony by Kenny. Amen? I'm a little nervous. It's my first time, like pretty much everybody else, and I think I drank out of the wrong coffee pot, so just bear with me. Um, like, like most everybody else here, I grew up in church, you know, a Southern Baptist. I was Baptist and a little bit of everything. And then, you know, I grew up reluctant to, when I got 18, I was just, it's like, this ain't for me. I went out to the Navy, during the Navy for six years. I, you know, 
I was in the Navy. I didn't have time for God. I was doing this or doing that, you know, watching football games on Sunday. And then I got out of the Navy, came home, and I met my wife who works here. Um, and we were, we were just living like we like I was before. And then one this one random day, I came to the coffee shop, and uh, Paul was here. And I was like, hey, Paul, what's up? And, you know, I remember you from First Assembly. You used to be my youth pastor. I really enjoyed you. He's like, oh, yeah, Kenny, uh, I'm starting a church. You want to come? I'm like, sure, I, I'll give it a shot. You know, I was reluctant at first because I have grew up in church, and you get these churches that, like other people said, they're dead inside. You know, everybody has these little cliques. You know, people don't hang out with each other, stuff like that. And... Uh, and I, was, I talked, I talked to Annie about it, and I was like, "What do you think?" She's like, "Yeah." She, she had the same experience I did, and I don't know. We, we decided to give it a shot. And we came that Sunday, and we, we really saw something. I really felt something I never felt before. She, she said the same thing. You know, we really enjoyed it, and we started coming every Sunday. And then, uh, we, we, I asked her to marry me, and then we asked Paul and he, Paul and Wendy. They gave us marriage counseling, and they. The way he makes stuff and just takes it out of the Bible where it sounds so awesome and almighty and you don't really understand it. He puts it in simple terms, you know, he takes some 50-cent words and make them, make them real easy to understand. And that, that changed me and helped, my, helped me view things a different way. And, you know, he, he really set the tone for my marriage to be a better man. And, uh, and like some other people said, Every time I needed something or I had to ask Paul for anything, he'd always make time, no matter what he was doing, to, to come talk to me, to help me, to understand some stuff. And uh, I just I'd appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really nervous. That was, that's all you get right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Uh, right now, we're going to have a music selection from Jennifer. Hey, my name's Jennifer. Um, I don't think a lot of y'all probably know me. A lot of you do. Um, some of you do. But um, when I checked my email uh, last, well, about a week and a half ago or so, there was a note in there from Renee Parra, and it listed to remember me and my family in prayer for my dad who was sick, um, which blessed me because I'm not a very open book person. Um, and I had probably just let Paul know probably about a week, maybe a week or ten days before he had passed away that you know that he was sick and not doing well, and uh, he did pass away Tuesday. And um, I thank you for all the prayers and visits and food and um, condolences, hugs, everything that you gave me and my family. My brother from California is here today. And um, I've heard the term peace that passes all understanding. Growing up in church, you hear it. Oh, pray for somebody to have peace that passes all understanding. And I never knew what that was till this past week because... Um, I never, I guess, experienced real loss in my life. I'd had a grandmother and grandfather that passed, but nobody, you know, I guess immediate family. But um, I felt your prayers, and I appreciate your prayers. And um, I may totally screw this song up. <laughs> I don't know. But um, Jesus knows my heart. 
And when Carol texted me about 24 hours ago and asked me if I would sing, <laughs> I said, yeah, I want to sing, even though I could have said, no, I don't feel like it. It would have been an easy out. Nobody would have questioned it. But um, I enjoy singing. I told Paul it feels like a missing puzzle piece is there because um, I hadn't sang in a really long time. And uh, so we'll see how it goes. And I just hope you'll be blessed. Lost
Thank you, Jennifer. Jennifer, you just make us just want to stay in the presence of the Lord right here. Don't want to move, don't want to do nothing. I mean, that is a wonderful, wonderful song. Thank you very much. Wow. Is it me? I mean, the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Wow, girl. No, sir, not behind that. Oh, I just, just want to stay in the presence of the Lord right here. Yeah, yeah, got. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, what's your name? Kyle. Kyle. Okay. Then we're gonna get to you. That's cool. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have a quick testimony from Kyle. All right. I mean, not quick, but you know, just. We're going to have a testimony from Kyle. Let's give Kyle a round of applause. Amen. Mic check. All right. <laughs> How y'all doing? I don't usually say y'all. I'm from New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> so I usually say, uh, yo, you guys, uh, you know, all that. But... I love this area, and I just want to thank God for giving us this beautiful church and Paul as our pastor. Thank you. Uh, God's so good to us. And I, I just want to say, um, growing up in New Jersey, I've always been a believer, and I came down to North Carolina to play men's volleyball at my college. And But there's definitely more of a reason why I'm here, because I've just been growing spiritually ever since I got down here and meeting new people and just growing closer to God. And I just want to say, I'm going to give a brief testimony because we got others waiting and I'm not really good at giving specifics anyway. But all my life I've believed in God. God's been there for me. And I've always prayed. My mom always told me pray, you know, so I prayed. You know, My mom, I listened to her, so she told me to pray, I prayed. But that doesn't mean I had a good life, necessarily. It was not perfect. It's still not perfect. Um, struggled with a lot of things. Girls. And when I got to college, drinking and partying. Uh, bad grades. Did I mention girls? Um, <laughs> uh, grades. Um, girls. But uh, definitely God's been there for me. And no matter how many times I fail, God's always been there to pick me up without a doubt and I still to this day fail and the only reason I'm standing here the only reason I'm able to keep moving forward with confidence is because of God and God is my rock when I am in trouble because if it wasn't for God I would not be here I wouldn't be in college I wouldn't be smiling I wouldn't be happy God is my rock and he is always there for me and if you all have trouble, just remember that God is your rock. He will not move. He will be there. The Lord is my rock, just as he is yours. And he has picked me up time and time again. I've Just this uh, semester, I'm in danger of failing my grades. So, But already, I've been keeping strong in my faith. I'm already improving my grades. So I'm going to be kicking butt. And 
<laughs> Maybe not, but <laughs> but uh, definitely God's always been my rock. So thank you, Paul, for being there, and you're awesome. You're real down to earth. Take time out of your day to help people, as you heard from other testimonies, which is great, and we're thankful for you. And again, I just want to let everyone know God is there for you. He's not just something to keep pushed away in the corner. God is your rock. He will never leave. The Lord is my strength, and he is your strength. And just remember that he's not something to be pushed in the corner only on Sundays. He's there every day. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, and rejoice in the Lord always. Because the Lord wants you to be happy. He wants you to give thanks to him. He wants you to acknowledge him, and he wants you to always pray. So just know that the Lord is always there. He's always your strength, your rock. He's always there for you. And God bless you all. The Lord is your strength. Amen. Thanks, man. Thanks. Wow. Uh, we're going to have another testimony uh, from Justin. I'm a little nervous, so uh, here with LeBron, Doug, and Dwayne. And the reason why I started coming here is talking to them. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you to Paul, Wendy, for just leading the church. Um, you're definitely a great example of the kind of man I want to be. Um, have great faith, always trusting in the Lord. And I thank you, uh, thank you, the gathering. Um, I just feel like um, this is a church where. Uh, you don't judge people. You they, uh, you can come in here. You can be yourself. Um, no one's going to judge you. Um, it's not a fashion show. Um, but I thank you. Um, first of all, I'll just say um, I've always went to church. I've always believed in the Lord. But um, I've always had a lot of anger inside me growing up um, just because... Um, well, my grandparents raised me, and um, like my mother, she wasn't there. She she gave me up. So um, when I was younger, and that was that was a lot of pain for me. Um, so growing up, I used to just just have outbursts and anger, um, just at the world, especially going to school. I used to curse and and just go off on anybody. Um, it wasn't right. I look back at it now. I just I'm just not happy with. Uh, how that was, um, and I just thank uh, thank the Lord that uh, He's blessed me to get to the point where I'm at right now. Um, I just say that the Lord is good. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting my thoughts, so what I wanted to say, but uh, I just want to say um, forgive me. I'm just I, I forgot my mind is blank right now, but. Uh, I'd, uh, I just want to say that the Lord is really moving in my life. Um, he's blessed me. Um, to this point, I know he's always been there for me. Um, even when I went off and I did what I wanted to do, he's always been there for me. Um, definitely now, um, when I started coming here, um, I just like the vibe, and I kept coming back. And I come every Sunday that I'm not working, so, um, but... I'm sorry, guys. I, I forgot my, I forgot everything. But um, I just want to say that um, um, 
you can praise the Lord every day. It, you don't have to just come to church Sunday, um, leave here, and then go do what you want to do. Uh, curse and do that. You can, you can live right every day. The Lord will bless you. Um, just remember to always put the Lord first. And I guess that's basically it. Um, thank you. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. We're going to have another testimony by um, Tish and Mandy. This is the Pfeiffer crew, y'all. The Pfeiffer crew. Okay. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah. All right. I have a deep voice for little girls, so just. <laughs> um, okay. So I came from like my life wasn't like horrible, but like he was saying, um, I came from like a family where a lot of stuff that I saw wasn't what I was supposed to see. Um, so I had a lot of anger built up in me, and I took it out. I used it soccer-wise, and I took it out on the field. Um, but, I mean, I've always been, like, close to God, but never, like, with, like, speaking to him and stuff, like, throughout the day. And um, I come from a junior college in Kansas. I'm from Dallas, Texas. And we, my team, we, I mean, we went to nationals and stuff, and we had a lot of schools looking at us. I had 36 offers. And I'd never even have heard of a school called Pfeiffer. I never even thought that I was, I mean, when I was a little girl, I was always like, oh, I'm going to play in North Carolina because Mia Hamm did. So it was just the cool thing. And um, my assistant coach actually went to Pfeiffer, and she was just like, you know, the coach is interested in you. Why don't you look at it? And I looked at it, and I was just like, it's 22 hours away from home. Like, why would I ever go there? And I went on the visit, and I was like, okay, the campus is extremely small. And I was like, I'm not doing this. And so I started looking at other schools in Florida and, like, um, Arkansas and stuff like that. And then, like, I looked at the cost of Pfeiffer, and I was like, whoa, I'm not going there. And my mom was like, honey, we can't do this. Like, you're going to have to go somewhere that's way cheaper. So um, I had got an offer from Elijah, and it was a decent offer. And um, I took too long to commit, so some of my money got taken away. And it got sent to two, it got split between two other girls on the team that really wanted to go. And so I cried about it, and my mom was just like, you know, is this really where you want to go? And I was like, no, but something inside of me just keeps saying, you're going to go here. Like, you don't want to, but you're going to go. So I, through leaves and everything, like, I mean, the cost and saying we're not going to go, and then somehow something pops up to where we can go. I got scholarships from my mom's work, and out of like a hundred and something kids and I don't know how I got that but I got it and I'm here now and I met Tish and um me and Tish like sat in my room and we like cried and talked about our testimony and everything and um we've never given our testimony before and um we decided you know I was like when before I was at Pfeiffer she just I guess stayed in her room she was like a vampire <laughs> And she never, like, she never, like, left. So when I came, like, me and her started to go out and stuff, and we were just like, you know, like, let's get involved in, like, church organizations. And I went to church back at home, and I was like, I'm not going to find a church in North Carolina. Like, I can't even go to the Walmart Express without getting lost. So we came here and um, loved it, absolutely loved it. Tish, you know, was touched tremendously, and... Um, 
then we started going to little groups um, at our school. And the biggest thing for me was I started going to the, it's called Crew, and it's our school, Crusaders. And um, me and Tish were, like, sitting in the back. And um, Allie, her dad had gave a speech. And me and Tish were just, like, listening. And we were, like, going with him. We're like, yes, like, this is awesome. And afterwards, we were leaving. And we just saw, like, her dad was kind of, like, like, he was kind of, like, Mark, like blocking us from leaving and we were like is this guy wanting to talk to us or like what's going on and so we were like going to walk out and he stops us and he was just like I just need I just wanted to come talk to you guys he's like um something strong in me about the Lord is like directing me towards you guys to come talk to y'all and immediately like my body just like started shaking like I was like oh my gosh like there's a reason I'm here and it's not soccer and I just, like, it just hit me. Like, I was just like, this is why God kept pushing me. And that was him telling me, you're going to go to this school. So I was just like, holy crap. Like, it was just, like, it just hit me. And so um, Allie and her dad had these bracelets. And um, it, like, says, like, it's like love. What is it, Allie? Yeah, it says love always wins. And on the inside, love never fails. And he took his bracelet off, like it was his, and he took it off and gave it to Tish, and Allie gave me hers. And they just told us, like, you know, like, we can tell that God's working between you two and that you guys are going to be doing, like, amazing things. So together, me and Tish were like, well, we're going to come to the gathering. So we came to the gathering, and a lot of other girls have been, like, experiencing other churches to find out, you know, where they want to go, and... When our, the first time we ever came, Paul was talking about planting your seed. And he's like, oh, I really want you guys to build, plant it here. And in my head, I'm like, okay, I need to try some other places. And I never did. For some reason, every Sunday, I was like, okay, let's go to the gathering. Like, it was never like, oh, okay, let's go try something else. And, like, our friends would go try something else. But me and Tish just haven't. We've always came here. And, um, I don't know, Paul took us to lunch. And we got to know him better. And then the community group, we go to his house. And... I just think it's awesome to basically kind of have a family away from my family because I really don't get to see my family. I mean, I haven't been home since I got here, so I won't get to go home until Christmas, and that's, like, for maybe a week, and then I have to be back here. Um, so it's just nice to see, like, Paul and his family are kind of like – I kind of look at them as, like, my family. So going to their house, it feels like a, another mom and dad, but it's, like, not my mom and dad. <laughs> But that's basically it. I mean, I've never been so close to God in my life. And I had, I told them that I had never opened a Bible and read a Bible in my life. And I haven't physically opened one, but I opened an app on my phone. <laughs> so I think that counts. <laughs> so I, I read the Bible at night. I have this little audio thing, and he reads it. The guy, this man, I don't know who he is, but he reads it to me. <laughs> it's pretty nice. I'm understanding. <laughs> But that's basically mine about me and Tish. Um, first of all, I want to apologize because when I get really nervous, my accent come back comes back and it's really strong. So I'm sorry if you can't understand me. Um, <laughs> And sorry if I cry, because <laughs> um, I just want to say I don't want to leave without telling you guys that I'm very thankful. Don't cry. 
that you guys are in my life. Um, like she said, we were looking for a church, and um, I walked in through the door, and I, it was something different. Like I never been, I always been through a church, church with, yeah. And um, and your message that day was just touched my heart, and um, I walked out of that door, and I felt different. I was saved in seventh grade. I got, I got to know God um, because I lived with an American family. Because my parents, my real parents, um, they were Catholics, but they never really went to church. So I didn't really, I, like, I knew about God, but I never really went to church. Um, then my parents, they needed to go back to Mexico, and I stayed with my family, with one of my uncles. And um, it was in a very good situation. Um, so this American family took me in, and they were really nice. I can say that those are angels walking on earth because. Um, so I got to know God and I got saved in eighth grade. Um, but I didn't really know how to live by showing Christ. Like I didn't know how to live, so I just knew I got saved. Um, so that day when I came to church and I heard your message and it touched my heart, I walked out through that door and I felt different. I felt that God wasn't sad of me and he basically slapped, him, slapped me on the face and said, you need to change. Um, so when I, got, when I got back to my apartment, I got on my knees and I said, God, do whatever you want with me. Because the way I'm believing is not the way that I should. So after that day, I've been trying to live his way. And I'm still on that level where people try to bring me down. They're like, oh, let's go out. Let's go to the club. Let's drink. And I know that if I stay strong, I'm gonna, I can make it. And thank you. Because every Sunday, I used to say, um, oh, it's Sunday. We have to go to church. But now, like, I can't even wait until Sunday because I'm hungry for his word. And I just want to, like, every time I just want to get involved with God. Because, every, like, every time I go to the Bible study, every time I go, come to church, I, I learn something new. And I'm just very thankful that you're in my life. And thank you guys for opening your arms to, to us because it means a lot. Thank you. Um, okay, this isn't a, it's not another testimony, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, though, for the soccer girls, there are three back there, um, we had our last conference game yesterday, and I, I mean, I, I'm a transfer, so I wasn't there last year, but I guess it was just, like, a crazy game, and we played Belmont Abbey, and I guess last year they beat us. Well, um, yeah, yesterday, uh, was not a close game. We won four to one, and, um, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> And um, we are, since we've won the past couple of games, um, our first playoff game is tomorrow. And um, since we won yesterday, we get to host it. So it's at home. So it's not that far if you guys live around here. Um, the game's at 2 o'clock tomorrow, and we played Queens. So it'd be awesome if you guys, I mean, if y'all don't have to work or anything. <laughs> If you guys could come and support us, it's going to be a pretty big game, and we're hoping to make it pretty far. 
Um, just letting you guys know if y'all want to come, it's tomorrow at home at 2 o'clock. Amen. Thank you, Tish and Mandy. I'm a kind of a person that's like engaging. I like to get the audience to participate with me. So I just want everybody, if y'all can just do this with me, just scream that I love being part of the gathering. You ready? On three, all right? Let's just say I love being part of the gathering. All right? Can we do that? All right? Y'all ready? Scream it as loud as you can. You ready? One. Two, three. Wow. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, baby. I love that. I love that. I love that. Ah. All right. Now, we're going to have a video selection by Rich. Richard. I call him Rich. Y'all call him Richard. Richie Rich. Let's do this thing, baby. Sometimes I think What will people say of me When I'm only just a memory When I'm home where my soul belongs Was I loved But no one else would show up Was I Jesus to the least of us Was my worship more than just a song
You're the man under the man, Rich, man. We love you, man. Thank you. Thank you. The big G, baby. That's how we represent. Okay. Now, big G means like gathering. Right. Okay. Yeah, you know. I, I come up with this stuff. I don't know how, but that's just the way it is. Anyway, uh, let's keep it moving. Okay, we're going to have um, a gift presentation. Gift presentation by Hunter and Lisa Medford. Amen. Completely and totally honored to be the gift giver on an awesome opportunity. Um, this is from your whole church family because we do appreciate you and love you so much. You have touched everyone here, including my life, which I'm not going to share today, but um, just thankful for the family that you have created here from the God in you, the passion he's given you, and everyone is just an example of who you are, and I'm um, just honored to be able to stand up here today, and um, we'd like for y'all to come up here. There's, a, there's several things, a couple things. Um, we're going to do this one first for you, Pastor Paul. And we'd like for you to open it now. <laughs> yeah, act excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's not, that's for a picture frame at home, okay? Not really. That is a copy of a gift to come. It's an um, iPad skin that's in production right now as we speak. So it is coming the first week in November. Yay! And now gift number two. You too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 that was terrible. <laughs> it is another picture to go in a frame. It's an iPodium, which is production as we speak. Oh, wow. oh. 
guys too, as well. You can open it. Yeah, and the, behind every great man of God is an awesome prayer warrior, and this is for you, Wendy, because we love you. And we'd also like to recognize Phil. If Phil, you'll come up, please. Because you're an awesome part of this. And we are so thankful for all that you do, the messages that we receive from you. The worship is incredible because you are such a man of God, and we appreciate that, how you lead us in every Sunday into the throne room through your music. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Hunter and Lisa. Thank you very much. Let's give them another round of applause. Amen? Man, I love this stuff, man. You can't get no better than this. Can't get no better than this.